Welcome to Gamers Down on the Podcast. This is episode 51. This is Gaming of the Week updates. Well, anyway, I'm Lama. I am Steve. So, this week we've got Piers. Hello. Oh, hello. You don't even let me introduce you anymore. It's like the old shoe. You're back. You're back with us from videos. You're going to be talking about Doom Eternal. I am. That's it, the three of us are now at war. I Actually, I am I'm okay with Doom Eternal. It, it, it does go Final Fantasy VII Remake, obviously, and then Doom Eternal, and then uh, any other game, and then Fluffy Island. <laughs> hey, can I just say, is Greedfall in there, mate? All right, Fluffy Island, then Greedfall. <laughs> See, at least we're consistent, that's good. All right, so, okay, so Steve, do you want to kick off with your Final Fantasy? Well, I'll kick off with Final Fantasy only because I won't rant too much because episode 50, obviously, was pretty much a dedicated rant for the whole entire game. So my opinion hasn't changed. Still absolute masterpiece. I finally found somewhere where I can grind for some levels, so I'm not getting absolutely tanked by bosses. They... Like, there's so much Final Fantasy games, you could just simply do a couple, like, one hour, two hour grinding, and then you were in front of the pack for the rest of the game. There was one or two along the way where they done equal level with um, enemies. I I don't really actually appreciate that. I like coming back to original areas and one-punching people just to be like, ha-ha, look at my growth, I, and I enjoy that. Um, so, but in this, it, 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 say in the original, if you you could easily make a mistake, walk around the corner and take on a big boss and then be like, whatever, and you could take that boss on. You'd have to play a bit more defensive. You'd always leave one person healing, but you could win that game. This game round, uh, I don't play on easy. I play on normal, which is the hardest. Not freaking Doom Eternal hard, but it is hard. And uh, I get pumped. Like, the boss battles are fully... Like, they've actually got it now. Like, one boss I just battled, he changes his elemental type or his attribute every minute. So you'll be sitting there trying to hit him with fire and it's doing well. And then all of a sudden you look up and the numbers are actually green because you're healing him. You're like, ah, oh, God damn it. So yeah, absolutely. I finally found somewhere to grind. Spent about two hours there. I went from level 23 to level 30. So now I'm far in front of where I have to be so I can easily enjoy the um, gameplay and the story. And yeah, love it. No, that's, Pretty much my um, week is actually I got two winner winner chicken dinners in Fortnite this week, so I don't know whether to be proud or hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you been streaming any Fortnite, mate. What's going on? We had rain for about two weeks. <laughs> Goodbye, internet. <laughs> so you even today during a bit because obviously with COVID nineteen or the beer virus. I've got to work from home and I've been struggling. I was in a big Skype meeting today and it's just like, oh, do you like internet? No, just kidding. No longer for you. 
Now, come on, that's a really good time to disconnect. Oh, and <laughs> I knew the internet dropped because I heard the young fella yell out from about three rooms down that the Netflix had stopped. So I was like, oh, maybe it's not just my Skype connection or Microsoft Teams or whatever we use at work. And, um, yeah, it turns out the internet. So then I had to do the rest of the meeting over the phone, mm. which, which was interesting. Yeah, so, no. Yes, that that's a reason why I haven't been doing too much um, streaming currently. Well, I'm still looking forward to do you start streaming Final Fantasy to see how that goes to see if you can entice me to get the game. Because so far, I'm still thinking I will go and buy Greedfall again before I play this game. Oh, <laughs> you, have to, you have to play it. You just you have to play it. I played the demo, mate. I'm done. You cannot jump. I moved on. I just... just I don't know. You, Your game this week is a, a terrible <laughs> game. And you're sitting here judging a game that... It's going to be running for RPG of the year, if not if not game of the year. Well, at the moment, there's nothing else being released in 2020. So, yeah, congratulations, you won. Yep. The See, only we, we win by default. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, um, I was actually having the same argument with my mate today, and he's like, oh, but you just need to play it. And I'm like, I've played the demo. He goes, oh, but it's so much better. I'm like, how? He goes, it's oh, a well, lo- when you're fighting... Who's the guy? Who's the main guy? Cloud? Cloud. Yeah. Cloud does an attack and goes in the air. I'm like, that's still not jumping, mate. I don't care how you're trying to sell it. You cannot jump. I've moved on. Yeah, it Uh, doesn't have that solid action RPG or adventure type game like you play with Zelda and stuff like that. Okay. So now we'll talk about mine quickly because I won't be as long-winded as that. But anyway... We'll well, there's not much to talk about when it comes to fluffy animal crossing hey i've i've upgraded my house i'm now level five in the uh house building and i finished the game the credits came up as soon as i see the credits mate i'm done yeah I, I don't even know now if i can turn on the game again that's how deep you are with your gameplay no man's sky no ending Animal Crossing, renovate a house five times. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about Pokemon, mate? You forgot about Pokemon. I'm still playing that. Uh, See, I, yeah, I'm upset with Pokemon. Just talking about hours. I've done 85 hours of Fluffy Crossing. And I was looking through the Switch. And truthfully, as a Zelda person that loves everything with Zelda... I haven't actually played much of the Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. Yep. However, I go to my Switch and I'm looking at my profile and I'm having a look at how many hours I've played that game for. It says 256. So maybe you should have my missus on this podcast instead of me. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. (laughs) So I must be pretty boring for her to play 256 hours of Zelda. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, Pierce. Talk to us about your gruesome game that we were watching. Gruesome game. Yeah. Um, it's just the perfect sequel. Like, they couldn't have done anything any better, I don't think. 
I might, I might be slightly biased as I was basically playing it when I was in the womb, but uh, <laughs> I in the womb, in the womb, <laughs> in the womb. Uh, I get uh, it. My father was playing Doom when I when I was <laughs> still yeah. a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> but like the thing I like about this game is that it punishes you for being a bad player. Oh, I get that. Um, so I played through. <laughs> I put, played it through on Ultraviolence the first time, and I was even like that's the the third high, the third highest difficulty, and even I was getting to parts where it was basically rage inducing due to the difficulty. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Ten to twenty enemies flying at you on the screen as you have to manage your your ammo and your armor. Um, they took a bit more of a like a a story based approach in this game. It wasn't yeah. like overly crazy story driven. There was, I think, maybe five or six cutscenes in the entire game. But for a game like Doom, they weren't exactly jarring. It wasn't weird to have yeah. these cutscenes in a Doom game. Like they still felt like they should be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and most of them don't last for longer than a minute. Like, at the start, there's, like, a cutscene where you walk into this room and you cut this dude's head off, and that's the entire cutscene. Yep, yep. Um, but, like, gameplay-wise, they've somehow made the game smoother while being faster. Like, it feels better to play. If you ever played 2016, um, it felt really good to play, but there were a couple of issues when it came to... Um, Mainly, like, weapon swapping and stuff. Like, swapping between your weapons. They they didn't really make you swap weapons and stuff. You could yep. get through the entire game with just the double barrel shotgun. Whereas this time, they're very much gunning for a... Um, if you don't use all the weapons or use certain weapons against certain demons, you're not going to have a fun time and more than likely not going to finish the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, really? I, so, yeah. so I didn't actually know it was that intricate with the guns and that. Like yeah, Doom from my day, and that's not 2016. That's when it came out. Doom yeah. six, Doom sixty four. Yeah, that was another cool thing that they did with Eternal was they completely remastered Doom sixty four for the consoles and the PC. Yeah, and it came with all the copies of Doom Eternal. That was for the pre order copy. Yes, uh, if you yeah. pre ordered or picked up day one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't. Have, yeah, okay. Yeah. And have you been uh, playing that one as well, or not? I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, every time I mean to play it, I install it, and it just sits there, and I go play something else. Yes. I go play something else. And I see Doom 64, and I'm like, hey, I should go play... Hey, wait, this other game, I'll go play something else. I'll go play something else. Yeah. Um, I, have to, I have to admit, I never played Doom um, 2016. So the last one that I played was slower paced it was not so intricate with the guns it's pretty much exactly what you explained like if you were good enough with a double pump shotgun you could make it through and it wasn't like as resource light like you had to use like in this one from what i felt was you had to use your chainsaw so you could top up your ammo and all this kind of stuff like yeah it was so much different um, uh, that's only very true for the higher difficulties. Um, I went through and played on, um, I think it was, uh, what's the, it's, uh, the, the, like, easy difficulty, I can't remember what yep. it's called, and, um, it's very much, the, like, it's very much a different game when you play it on easy, like, the, 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 the abundance of ammo is there, 
Um, yeah. You basically don't take damage. It feels like what you would expect from a Doom game. Just go in and just punch everyone's shoot. faces in. Yeah. Shoot everything, kill everything, no remorse. Whereas the higher difficulties are more so like you you want to be challenged. You don't want to have a breeze through every arena. You want to you have to go and uh, you have to go and chainsaw for ammo or use your flamethrower for armor. It's more of a I wouldn't say hardcore is the right word. It, it yeah. feels like it feels like you're playing Doom Souls basically. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You have to you have to manage everything and. That was a lot of people's complaints. Like, I saw a lot of reviews that were like, oh, the game's too hard, or the game's too resource-heavy. The average gamer who's playing Ultraviolence, and I'm like, did you just put those two things... Average. Did you just yeah. put those two things into a sentence? If you're an average gamer, you're not playing... You're not yeah, going no, into no. Doom to play it on Ultraviolence. Like, and that's that was, the difficulty yeah. that you, you go to play it on if you want to challenge, if you want to be challenged, if you yeah. want to follow the game mechanics. Yeah. And that's why I like I played it on normal. So I didn't I didn't let the difficulty affect my review of the game because it's like, well, hang on, if you want to go and play it on freaking butthurt level, like ultra pure <laughs> violence, and then complain, oh, it's too hard. It's like, well, hang on, you walked like, and this is what I was talking to Michael about was like I play Fire Emblem with permadeath. I don't, yeah. I don't, I like, there are some games where I like that aspect of, hang on a second, if you make a mistake, you're going to lose an hour worth of gameplay. You've you've got to stay on your toes. You've got to keep moving forward. And that's why, like, some, yeah, I, I don't like that. You cannot put casual gamer and extreme hardcore in the same category. Yeah. Uh, that's what I like about Doom Eternal. I'm I'm planning on doing an Ultra Nightmare stream, which is permadeath on Nightmare difficulty. I'm um, definitely gonna watch because at some time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So um, moving on, I, I want to get a bit more into a lot more of the different complaints about the game. One was the cutscenes. People were moaning and whining about the cutscenes. That there's probably six in the game, six or seven. And the longest one lasts for, I think, about a minute. Were they saying they didn't like them, or they wanted more? They said that they basically had no place in a game. They said that they oh. were jarring this, that, like, basically, like, I feel like it isn't even, like, the Doom fans that were complaining. I think yeah. it's the people who think they're Doom fans. Doom or get, fans, yeah. Or they, or they get paid to be Doom fans for a review that were complaining yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I heard about the um, thing is that they said it wasn't needed because the storyline didn't make sense. I never played the game. I don't know. The story... Not... Okay, so the thing about... And this is also true for 2016. The majority of the game's story is in either A, the expository dialogue that you can go and click on around the world, or B, in your little journal. The first game had... I'd say probably in total about five to ten minutes worth of dialogue that was relevant to the story in the entire 12-hour game. This game's slightly more, but that's because they wanted to delve a lot deeper. But it still doesn't go anywhere as deep as a, a story-based game. Like, most of the dialogue's, hey, you're bad, hey, this is what you need to get for this, blah, 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 blah. It's not... In this time, in this age, there was this person. It's like, they don't give a shit about that. No one cares about that. You can, they're to kill demons. 
Like, and if you want to go into that stuff, there's probably a good 10 to 20 hours worth of reading just in the journals you can collect along the way in the game if you really care about that kind of stuff. And that's what even the developers said, was they're there uh, first and foremost to make a Doom game. The story will always come second. There will always be the things there for the people who love the lore and love the story, but most Doom fans are there to, to kill shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I... I... I have to disagree that they... I Like, I watched one cinematic where he goes in and cuts his head off, and then I watched a second <laughs> cinematic where he walks in and he throws the head at their feet. And I was like, I actually enjoyed that. Like, it's yeah. the br- it's the brutality of Doom. Like, you got that music in the background. Like, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. Like, the gameplay is so much better. Uh, the only gripe that I had about... Um, about the gameplay overall was one enemy and even like even now i've just learned like when i first started versing them there's this enemy called the marauder and you know how like doom's all about like getting in there getting it done quickly yeah um this enemy has like a shield that he can hold up if you try to shoot him that he he has sort of like a dark souls mechanic where you have to wait for an opening to be able to attack him and like heaps of people like oh blah 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 it ruins everything ruins everything but like there's so many things that you do once you learn how the mechanics of the game work. Like, you don't just have to wait for his opening. You can shoot stuff at his feet and he won't block it. You can use certain weapon mods to make things explode behind him. You can use certain weapons to make him vulnerable during certain times. And it's all part of, like, the way that they've explained the gameplay throughout the game. Like, all this is given to you as you go through the game like this is what you want to do here this is what you want to do here in like little prompts that pop up every now and then it's like the game isn't if you enjoy being having your hand held during a video game you are going to hate doom eternal with every moral fiber of your body (laughs) i play fluffy crossing (laughs) but like yeah I found it the, probably the most enjoyable game I've played in quite a while, just because I'm the sort of gamer that put me in an arena with some stuff and I just I want to kill it, and that's what Doom does repeatedly and in the exact right way. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, yeah. If, if I was probably good at the game, I'd probably enjoy it. But like watching you play, I don't even know what you're playing it on, what level. That, that was, was ultraviolence. Yeah. That was unreal, and like you were jumping from one thing, one ledge to another, and then you kept dying at a certain part, and you're getting frustrated. Like yeah. I was, watching, I was getting frustrated. Like I'm not <laughs> controller, <first." laughs> but I will. Like yeah, um, like like I said, like Doom is the sort of game where yes, you're gonna get frustrated at certain parts. Yes, you're gonna get annoyed. But the satisfaction when you finally kick that demon's ass that's been killing you for 20 times is the best feeling in existence. Like, during during the first fight you ever fight the Marauder, getting those mechanics down were the most frustrating things in existence. I must have been at that fight for probably two hours. Oh, Just oh, no. sitting there, trying to figure out how it works. Because uh, they're like... They're like, when his eyes glow green, you can attack him. And that's all they gave you. They didn't tell you that he blocks stuff with a shield, or if you're close, he uses a shotgun to knock you back. If he's far away, he throws his axe at you to deal damage. Mm. If you shoot his shield, he punishes you by spawning a wolf that will come around and attack you. They're, They're very smart in the information that they do give you. 
so that they're not holding your hand. They're still giving you an opportunity to learn as you yeah. play the game. It, they aren't giving you like a manual that's basically a guide. They're giving you small bits of information that will help you if you listen to them. Right. Yeah. How long is the whole game then? If you're playing... uh, my first playthrough, I tried to get all the secrets. I ended up just getting distracted by killing shit about twelve hours in, and I think it lasted about eighteen hours. 18. Uh, I went back through, and after going back through and completing all the secrets and stuff, it ended up being about twenty-seven hours. Okay. Hmm. That was just on one save. That was going through. I probably collected the first four levels of secrets. And then I just powered through the rest of the game, and just that took about sixteen hours on on ultra violence. If you're playing on the lower difficulties, I'd probably say it'd be about ten to twelve, okay. just because like the difficulties and the loops that you might get stuck in if you like get stuck on a certain mechanic or in a certain room or with a certain boss. Okay, and talk talk about the um, the ammo mechanics with the game. Is it one of those games, like, I remember playing the original Dooms. This is 1993, I'm talking, actually. You have the little figurine of the man in the front. You're running around. You've got your gun swaying to and fro. Um, you didn't have to really worry about ammo that much in that game because it was readily available. So I'd say playing Eternal on Easy is comparable to the ammo management of the first two games. So you have an abundance of ammo. You use your chainsaw when you're completely out. Um, health isn't really a worry. Armor's abundant because of the uh, the flamethrower mechanic. But as it get as you step up the difficulties, as soon as you hit about ultra violence, you finally realize that oh, okay, I have to use the chainsaw because my shotgun only has fourteen rounds of ammo total right. before I hit like the third or fourth level when I first get my upgrade. And it it, it just I feel like. They're trying to get you to multitask in a game that would otherwise be brain dead, mm-hmm. which is very enjoyable. Like I've always, I've always enjoyed MMOs. I've always enjoyed RPGs, games that you have to think about multiple things at a time, like my buffs or my passives, or using this ability before this ability so I can get the most amount of damage. Blah blah blah, stuff like that. Yeah. And this really tickled my fancy because like going into a doom game, I expected it to be just like 2016, but it ended up being more in depth, much more difficult. I'd say probably twice or three times as difficult on ultra violence than even nightmare was in 2016. Like (laughs) I, I, you could, you, you could go through if, if you can finish, Doom Eternal on the normal difficulty, you can breeze through 2016 on Nightmare. How how much more difficult in terrible English terms yeah, that Eternal yeah. is than <laughs> 2016? They definitely, uh, like I said earlier, they punish you for being a bad player quite heavily. I still like the chainsaw. I use chainsaw, so I'm dying half. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing is. Uh, you know how you have like bosses in games and they're just there for that boss fight and things like that well doom eternal you verse the boss and then they become a normal enemy in the game so uh, you'll verse i think he's called the doom hunter he's like a floating um he's like a floating demon that has like rockets and he has like a sled that has rockets on it and he'll shoot you and you have to go through a bunch of different phases then you have to fight two of them and stuff like that they end up just becoming normal enemies near like midway to the end of the game same with the marauders 
the Marauders also become normal enemies, which is... I find it nice that they give you these challenges and make you learn mechanics that become relevant as the game goes on. You're not learning these mechanics just for the boss fight. Yes. You're learning them because they become enemies later on in the game because you still have to deal with them. You still have to use those mechanics and those skills. And it was... like The, the first time I saw the Doom Hunter again, I was like, what the hell is going on? I thought this guy was a boss. And then, like, two of them spawn up in the corners along with, like, six revenants and two mancubuses, and it's it's just absolutely crazy. Like, it's so much fun to play. Uh, are you are you playing on PC or console? PC, right now. I'd and... like to see the difference, like, because one of my mates said he had it on console, and then he got it on PC and was like, oh, you can't play it with a controller. You need you keyboard and mouse. You literally, if you plan on playing anything over normal difficulty, you need a mouse or keyboard. Yeah, I will be impressed if, like, I I will be genuinely impressed by the people who can complete the game on Nightmare with a controller, because man, you must be a god with that controller. Because even on a mouse and keyboard, even the best players die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's um, man, and I, it's only what. April into the year, and we've got two very, very solid contenders. Like, yeah. see how I said two, because obviously Fluffy Crossing is. <laughs> but like, it's even Fluffy Crossing like, or win Kids Game of the Year. Okay, Garrett, I was right about to say Fluffy Crossing. It'll be up there because it's exactly like you said. Like I, with Final Fantasy VII, I am actually enjoying it at the moment because it's so. It's fast-paced where I play half an hour worth and I can actually turn it off and I feel like I've accomplished something. I'm like, oh, that was fun. I actually done this or I done that. Look, Death Stranding, even though it was an absolute beautiful game, I had to actually turn some cinematics off sometimes. Like, I literally, I streamed one-hour-long movie cinematics and I didn't get to play the game and I was like... Oh, I felt like gaming tonight, not watching a movie. And so, but with the Switch, it's like with Animal Crossing, I can find myself putting four hours onto the game because I'm just sitting on the couch watching whatever I've been watching, um, like renovator TV shows and all that kind of crap. And all of it, and you've got the Switch just sitting on your That's lap. Playing Animal Crossing, you're watching renovations. Like, oh, I'm going to update my house. I'm going to change my. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where that's where I'm getting all the um, talent from. I'm I'm like, oh, so that's how he does it. And then I turn on Animal Crossing, and but that's like, and you can just, it's so easy just to have it sitting there. Or I can be like, oh, need to go to it. Boom, one push of the button, it's in standby and you can walk off and go to it or someone knocks at the door or you can play it during your smoke or your lunch, you can do whatever the hell you want. It's not a full sit-down masterpiece like a, even a PC or a, a console. So I find Switch has really hit that niche of, hey, guys, we're not going to give you doom souls we're not gonna give you final fantasy remake all these high-end high quality games we're gonna give you fluffy 
Animal Crossing, and you're going to love it. You're going to kill it. You're going to spend most of your freaking waking moments playing it for no reason at all. Okay, so so from the 20th to now, that came out with Doom. How many hours have you done in Doom? In Doom, probably about 160. Whoa! <laughs> all right. So, Steve, you got Animal Crossing day one, didn't you? Yes. Okay. How many hours have you done in that? Oh, actually, hang on. Give me one sec. While Steve's doing that, um, I ended up picking up uh, LA Noir for the Switch, which I found really interesting because I really enjoyed that game when it first came out. Uh, before the whole quarantine thing, I went out and picked up a bunch of Switch games. Like, I picked up uh, The Witcher 3 was a weird one for me. The fact that that's on the Switch. Yep. The Witcher oh, 3, L.A. Did, Noir. Did you like Witcher 3 on the Switch? How did it port over? It's really well done. Panic Button really do their ports well. Like, Panic yeah. Button did the port of Doom to uh, the Switch. They did the port of... What was the other big AAA game? I can't remember. But yeah, they did um, The Witcher. They're doing Doom Eternal yep, for yep. the Switch. Like, a lot of these big AAA games that you wouldn't expect to be on what's classed as a kid's handheld that perform really well on the hardware that they're given. I also downloaded a couple of um, demos like Trials of Mana, uh, tr- Trails of Cold Steel 3, Bla- Bravely Default 2, all these RPGs that are coming out soon. And I just, I don't like the digital return policy. Yeah, so I don't either. So I normally try to avoid ever purchasing a digital game in the first place, let alone if I haven't actually played it. So then I downloaded all these RPGs because I was like, uh, if I have to go digital, I want to make sure they're good. And so far, Trials of Manor, I played that, I streamed that. Um, I played it on the PlayStation. Then I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, I want to try that on the Switch. I think that graphic style... Uh, the jumping, the action RPG side of things would be better on the Switch, and I downloaded on that. Now, um, yeah, I've finished the demo, and it's actually a transferable save demo as well. So, yeah. um, your question before, Michael, 30 hours. 30 hours, and I've done 85. Mm-hmm. So 85, that's, pr- that's pretty good for a game to be, like, finished the storyline, I think. Yeah. Especially because you cheated. I did not <laughs> There is in-game currency, and it's called Turnips. I was selling it legitimately to one of my friends overseas. That's it, yeah. repetitively, <laughs> in one day. <laughs> <laughs> that's like gold selling in World of Warcraft. Yeah. yeah that's, everyone, everyone literally, he rung me. And he's like, you have to do this, this, this. Like, we buy the turnips for, whatever, 70 gold per turnip. And he rings me in this Sheila in whichever country is selling turnips for $625 a turnip. So it's, and it's the day there where we've just bought them on Sunday and you can't sell them on Sunday. But where she is, it's her final day. So you can, you can actually, some people time skip in it. Uh, I haven't time skipped. I mucked around with that with one game and it corrupted my file when I tried changing the date back. So I've never really done it 
in any game ever since. But he rung me and like, if I sold all my turnips, I probably would have like I bought a hundred thousand dollars worth of turnips. Probably would the week before I bought a hundred thousand dollars worth and I made a hundred and fifty thousand dollars back, so fifty thousand dollars profit. Yeah. From that one run, I bought a hundred thousand dollars worth. I didn't sell them all. I probably only sold seventy thousand dollars worth, and I came home with one point six million. <laughs> and me. I sold one million worth, so I walked out with six mil. <laughs> That's what the, it's just playing the because the turnips only last a week and then they go off. So yeah. if they tell you the price in the AM and the PM of every day, so if you try being like, oh no, I want more, I want more, I want more, and then on the final day they can turn around and be like, oh, turnips are worth two dollars today. And yeah. then all of a sudden you've invested a million dollars and you're only getting $50,000 back. You're like, oh, man. So, yeah, that's how he cheated. I uh, did not cheat. She's my, she's my long-lost friend. Long-lost. <laughs> oh, I, I still haven't even opened my copy of Animal Crossing. I picked it up the same day that I bought Doom and it's still there, still sealed. I hate to actually say this out loud. I bought both. And I, and I literally rung Michael. I said, oh, I'm heading back to Eber Games on the seventh day and I'm returning the game. And he's like, oh, you're going to take back both. And at that point, I was still playing Animal Crossing pretty profusely. Like, it, it had a very, very heavy first seven days. Like, I probably shouldn't have spammed seven days so badly because it was like, if you can pay this off, you, then they'll start building your house and your house won't actually build until the next day. So I tried to quickly get it finished before midnight and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. really that one week probably should have taken a casual gamer two weeks to do. And at that point I was like, oh, you know what? I reckon it's the type of game my kids might play. So I'm like, I've, I've still got a bit to do. I'm still playing it. My kids can still play it. So it's an easy hand-me-down stuff. I'll keep it. Doom, on the other hand, my kids will never be able to go near that game. <laughs> Especially if they get the gaming talent that I've got. They won't be able to play or finish it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I took it back. And I can't even... Oh, I think I paid off my Final Fantasy, actually. My... Final Fantasy and deposit for um, another game. I was like, oh, well, stuff it. Done. Thank you. So he chose Animal Crossing over Final, uh, over Doom Eternal. Doom. Remember that, right? So he's oh. like, ooh, I like Doom, I like Doom. You I, stuff. I, <laughs> I truthfully think, like, after gameplay, after, like, I'm going to put on my little big boy hat on and say and my, it's it, on the inside of the big boy hat is covered in tinfoil. So yeah. a, lo a lot of reviewing pages or companies, they look for me, there's no use asking me to do a review on Final Fantasy. You actually, as long as I'm not biased, I could be either the harshest. Well, that's what I mean. Is you could be either the harshest of critic, or it could possibly do nothing wrong. Because like, as long as nostalgia doesn't look, like Rage Two, Rage One, I played when I was younger. 
and I built that up in my mind. I was like, you know what? I have to get Rage 2. I loved that game when I was younger. I played that heaps. I probably done 50 hours and blah, blah, blah. I got it. I played six hours worth because of the hype, because of the nostalgia. No matter what, that game could not have survived. It was it was never going to make it there for me. Uh, Final Fantasy could have gone either of both ways. It's gone the right way. So I, I, it's very difficult for me to do a proper review on that. And I read some reviews in magazines, online magazines. They do reviews of, like, say Doom Eternal, and they say, oh, Ultra Instinct, like, casual game of this. It's like, hang on a second. Look, why are you even doing a review of this game? You're not in the right place. You're not in the right, like, sound... I find it hard to ever say someone will beat a Final Fantasy game. I love the 100-piece orchestra. I love the classical music like Octopath, Traveler, and all them kind of games. But then after playing Doom Eternal, I was like, I just want to drink my coffee black and I want to go and murder people. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was – the soundtrack in it was phenomenal. It was so – it was fast-paced. It suited – everything that was going on it was like it's literally like you know when you're at the gym you're not putting on a hundred piece classical music like you want this music that is gonna you're gonna gonna walk in there you're gonna put on the doom eternal soundtrack and you're gonna left 700 kilos with your pinky toe that's what it is (laughs) you're gonna rip out your eardrums by the end of it but it is just it's on it's yeah that is that what i'm doing wrong when i go yeah exactly yeah exactly classical music no, like Aqua or something, Barbie Girl. I'm walking around, I'm strutting my stuff. No, that doesn't yep. work. No. <laughs> I could, I'll, I'll pay to see it. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Look, so I truthfully, if I'm going to be any sort of like, I don't know if awards or anything will go ahead this year, stuff's being delayed, and there's always going to be a hype up with next gen games coming out and first game releases i think it'll be very difficult for doom to survive until then but like shooter of the year i reckon it'll it'll definitely go well uh, and music of the year it'll definitely go well yeah well um uh doom doom 2016 won best soundtrack in 20 i think i think it was it was released late 2016 so it won best music 2017 and it, really? won, like, it? it won Shooter of the Year 2017. Um, I feel like we're not going to get next-gen stuff this year with the I, whole yeah. Corona thing. So I feel like I feel like this year is going to be fairly boring for games. Yes. Well, it's been very boring for even content. Our page has been very quiet. Everything, uh, reviews have been very quiet because that's all it is everyone's sitting at home and playing themselves not yeah. with themselves playing what with, were you doing <laughs> who's playing with himself yeah yeah <laughs> that the, is yeah, yeah the turnips <laughs> they go off if i don't play with it once a week <laughs> but yeah and i just they like that ghosts of toshima or whatever it looks like it's a sony exclusive it looks really good. I just don't know whether we'll get, um, yeah, the the next gen. Because normally, don't they close off awards by, 
a certain date. I think well, that's why it's all, it's more financial year, isn't it? The thing with Game of the Year is every review company can give its Game of the Year. There is no Game of the Year award. Yep. It's yep. this this magazine has given this game Game of the Year, and they're like, oh, let's re-release it, put all this fancy stuff, and put all the DLC on it. But like, uh, uh, there is no like Game of the Year police. Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, there, that's well, there is what... that new one, the Game Awards, which is a global celebration of year game. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that, just, uh, that's like the closest we'll yeah. we get. That's actually something that I've just thought about. Um, we were talking about during the week, physical and digital saves on switches. I have uh, Fluffy Animal Crossing on the cartridge on my switch. Michael has the digital download on his switch. Load times are atrocious. And we were actually going to chat to you and whoever at Penguin um, Studios and be like, yeah. what's like, do you think the, the digital and the physical should affect it? Why? Like, the I've never seen, like, even just turning my game on. Like, I know Minecraft, like, people mock Minecraft for how Povo looks like. I was even teasing Braden, and then all of a sudden he turns on all these background engines and everything you're like what the hell is that is that even minecraft so with games these days most cartridge based systems there should be no difference in load times between having it on the console and on the cartridge because all of it's flash memory yeah all of it is from point a to point b like it i guess latency when it comes from getting the data from the cartridge to the console might be one, two, three milliseconds different. But in the long scheme of things, like, load... There should be no excuse for super long load times in this day and age. Like, Doom Eternal, probably the best-looking game this year, other than, like, Final Fantasy, because that's their whole niche is a movie that's a game. Um, but like, <laughs> you were going so well yeah. and you said, uh, Doom Eternal's load screen on, on even like a PC that has a five to six year old graphics card, maybe four or five seconds to load the entire level. Whereas yeah. like, I feel like people just have a sort of stigma in their head that because they're playing on console, load times must take longer because there's some magical fairy that has to, uh manually transfer all the data to their console when in reality it's just the consoles are so old at this point in time that people are trying to make new and beautiful games on consoles on hardware that's what almost 10 years old now yeah yeah like that's the real issue is because we are in such an old generation of console like i still remember when the the uh Xbox One came out, and it was like Rise, Son of Rome. It was like a beautiful-looking mm. game, but yeah. in comparison to now, it may as well look like Minecraft. Yes. Yeah. But like, and, and then people are like complaining about load times when they're trying to play 2020 games on 2010 hardware. Like, you would get a PC from 2010, and I guarantee you wouldn't even be able to run Minecraft on it. I was, yes. I was just looking then about the Animal Crossing, though, that you were talking about, Steve, as well. For excessive load times, they're saying if you're not connected to the internet, it's trying to force a connection when you're loading up Animal Crossing as well. So ah. that's the issue that you were having. Um, but I, yeah. 
I haven't had much, like a lot of load times, but it is it's, sometimes a little bit slow for, to load up a house. And the it's probably, yeah, it's probably not actually recognizable too much when you're in the game. It's the mm. startup of the game. Like yeah. I literally say, press A to start or whichever button it is on Switch. Yeah. And I sit there and I'm like, did I push the button? What's happening? Yeah. Like it just comes up with a little pineapple down in the right hand corner and it's a black screen. And it's like, yeah, it's atrociously long for such a basic style of game. There yeah. was a there was a game developers conference. Um, like they they do like little presentations and stuff about, and it was about um, engaging with your audience. And he said, if your load if if your load times have lasted longer than ten seconds, you've already lost your customer. Yeah, yep. like if if you have to sit there in this day and age and wait for a wheel to turn for longer than 10 seconds if it isn't your initial load you've already failed as a game developer yeah yeah because you haven't put the effort in to streamline your loading process and you just haven't bothered to make it a fun experience for the player i really like what they've done with spider-man how they rolled cinematic or even a load screen into the game like you could barely actually tell the difference between him just swinging on web to you actually swinging on web exactly like uh, there are some exceptions to that rule just like that like if, if you're loading behind a cutscene, which was what a lot of playstation 2 games did or playstation 3 games they would roll a cutscene over the top and you'd press b and it'd put away the cutscene, and you'd have a load screen there instead which was it was a smart way to do it because loading a video file doesn't take much effort yep. for a computer when you can load everything in the background. But even even these days, unless you're loading in millions, trillions of triangles, if you've done everything right, your load screen still shouldn't be longer than ten or fifteen seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Because like processing these days is crazy. That's why I'm we might have to get you I, I might stop picking your brain on this one for now, only because it's the three-way battle for the games. But I might get you back because I want to pick your brain about next-gen solely for exactly this. Like, now they're trying to turn around and say, oh, the SSDs in the PS5 aren't even in PCs at the moment. And we've got this, we've got that. Like, I remember PS4 coming out and it was like it's sort of like medium range to older tech in a PC already. And that's how they like, of course, all consoles sell it. Like I have a very big debate with a lot of my PC gaming friends over it where they're like, my PC is better than your console. And I'm like, yes, no matter what, no ifs, buts or maybes, your PC is better than my console, but build me a PC that is better than my console for for the same money the same and, price, yeah. and none of them could do it and they'd turn around and be like yeah but yeah but pc's better i'm like i'm not denying that of course it is like my brother's six thousand dollar computer is far better than my 500 ps4 pro I, I'm, I'm never going to try to deny that it's it and that's why like sony and xbox imagine if they turn around and said hey guys our console is going to be five grand and they still move the product like they do at the $500 mark. Yeah. Imagine how much of a beast that console would be. Like yeah. they have, they have to do bang for buck best they possibly can. And like Sony lost money out of the PS4 for the first two years, whether it was only a dollar, but they sold them at a loss. It took yeah. Xbox one year to start 
turning even a dollar profit from the Xbox Ones. Yeah, that's the big problem with consoles these days is they want to put so much features in, and then they go to like the the cost price of it afterwards, and they're like, oh, we we can't sell this for less than a thousand dollars. They have to start ripping shit of it. Yeah, to try and come back to cost price and like. People are like, wow, 120 FPS on a console, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm like, it's impressive, yes, but like, you can't get that sort of value in a PC. You can't run a game at 120 no. frames a second at 4K off of $500 with a computer parts. You'd spend $500 just on the CPU. Exactly. For something that could do that. It's like, it, it's very impressive that they're able to sell these consoles for six to $700 having this much power in them for the amount of money that you pay for it. Yeah, I might wrap it up there, but I'll definitely have to get you back on so we can, yeah, chat chat more about it. That's for certain. Sounds good. Well, it was great being on here. It no, always is fun. It always is. It always is. And and for the record, Final Fantasy crap. is the best. <laughs> Doom Eternal is too hard. And Agreed. Fluffy Crossing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Ensure you check out gamersdownunder.com for all your gaming news and reviews. Smash the subscribe button and it'll never be game over. Thank you very much, Pierce. Gamers got a game. You see Master Race. <laughs> <laughs>